We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friend and you darling soul. I'm so happy that you're spending some time with us on Empower Radio. Is your life not quite what you thought it would be or what you really want it to be? Are you just not that happy or do you feel maybe there's some lingering effects of hurt or heartbreak from your past or even present that's holding you back from the empowered, joy-filled life of your dreams? If so, I'm beyond honored to be spending some time with you here today on Journey to Center and I dedicate this show to you. I recently read one of the most powerful and remarkable self-help books I have ever read. And I personally think that's quite the statement in that I believe I've read literally thousands of them. And I've even written some of my own, which I think are pretty great. This book is called Heal Your Inner Wounds, How to Transform Deep Emotional Pain into Freedom and Joy. I'm so happy to be having a conversation with the author of this amazing book and sharing her with you. Her name is Abby Wynn. Abby is a best-selling author and one of the world's leading lights in the field of shamanism, psychotherapy, and energy healing. Abby's teachings empowers our readers and students to do their inner work with strength and courage while also creating a clear structure and solid foundation to support, encourage, and guide them. Abby is an expert at teaching people how to reconnect to their heart and soul and become more available for life. So Abby, thank you so much for saying yes to this conversation here today. I'm just stunned. I really, what you've said about my book has just lifted me so much. Thank you so much, Tammy. It's just fabulous. Oh, it's it's my pleasure to be here. Oh, I had goosebumps reading through so much of it. I mean, your teachings are very similar to mine. Um, and I think our belief systems are similar. It's about really clearing our hurts and heartbreaks so we can line up with our soul and live a more vibrant, joy-filled life. And that is the journey of the hero. And you mapped it out in such a way that I think if somebody invests themselves in this book and commits to themselves, their life is going to be transformed from the inside out. I think so too. It's it's one of the things I do say in the beginning is that this book is going deep into your inner wounds. And so if your day-to-day life's not stable, if you're not feeling some kind of strong foundation to begin with, it can be quite difficult to go in and do that work. But luckily I have another book, which is called How to Be Well. And the How to Be Well is the one that I wrote first. And that's actually to help you stabilize and create a foundation for your day-to-day life. So the two books really go together. And once I have finished publishing Heal Your Inner Wounds, it's like, what am I going to write next? I have no idea. Well, if you're anything like like me, you're just going to hang out and enjoy life with horses. (laughs) Enjoy life with my kids. I've got four children. Oh, yeah, you've got nothing to do. Yeah, and it's been a very busy year for me with them. There are lots of growth and changes. My little ones aren't so little anymore, and my big ones are now becoming adults. And uh, interesting times. So maybe a book on parenting is on the cards. (laughs) Uh, Yes, if you want to keep writing. I've I've written too, and I thought I was going to continue to write, but I thought I'm just going to enjoy the journey for a while. I'm just going to relax and enjoy the journey. And it doesn't feel like I have to do anything, but just kind of freedom and joy, which is what uh, I think you want to support people in getting to whatever that looks like for them, because everybody's path is 
is different. But you know what you just said there was, is about legacy. Um, what's your legacy? What do you, you know, when you're standing and you're being of service, what's the most that you can do? And you're absolutely and completely right, because you don't need to write a book. You don't need to do a great work. You don't need to make a statue or, you know, or have something that lasts. Because when you're living a spiritual life, your legacy is your energy. Your legacy is the pureness and the clarity of your soul and your connection to love and how you bring love through you and out from you and how you connect into those people in your life. So doing your inner work is your legacy, uh, you know, from doing what you do and, and connecting into all the work that you that you're already doing, you're doing it. So it's the being is the hard part. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a wash of goosebumps like three or four times as you were speaking right there. And I, I always indicate that, I mean, to me, that's an indication of it's like God bumps and truth. So you're speaking truth and I hear it in your voice, but I also read it in your words. And that's why I'm <laughs> such a fan of Abby Wynn. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> so I want to get into some of the topics that you address in your book. And I just have to say, I really love that you support people in doing a lot of the like inner work, the subconscious work, the guided meditations. To me, that is such an important piece of the puzzle um, to get into that that inner realm, because that's our lives are a reflection of our inner realm so that you help people really um, take responsibility and give them a path and a way to do this, I think is, again, so, so powerful and so empowering. Oh, thank you. Well, I went through a phase myself when I was in my 20s. I had a spiritual crisis. I didn't like myself. I didn't like my life. I didn't recognize. It's like one of those moments where you wake up and it's like, what the heck am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And so I went into self-help books. I went looking for, you know, for whatever I could get. And I was so disappointed with mostly all of them. And when I changed my expectations to say, okay, here's a self-help book. It looks kind of interesting. If I get one thing, out of this book, right? then I've got something from it, you know, yes. because that, yes. you know, there was no map, there was no how it's all, you should be like this and you should be like this. And this is mm -hmm. the way it should be. And I'm like, okay, great. I know all of that stuff. Next book, it should be like this and it should be, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's getting to be very much the same stuff. Right. And what's really interesting is in my past career, I've had several different careers. It's like different lifetimes within this same lifetime. I was a, a course designer an instructional designer in education. So I would create step-by-step -step how to learn web design, step-by-step -step how to use computer, you know, step. So I thought, well, why not do step-by-step -step how to heal yourself? <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah. I say that about your book and, I, and mine as well. It's an interactive healing guide. And I tell people you can skim over and read it, but if you really want it to work for you, you need to do the exercises. You need to participate oh, yeah. with the book so that this can be your journey as well. And you know what I love as well is that this summer I was feeling very strongly right. It's time for me to read the books aloud and, you know, capture my voice on the audio and make the audio book version. But every time I would start to read, I would digress, you know, and it's like I go into more detail or I go into a little mm -hmm. thought. And then I'm thinking, well, do you know what? I think people would actually appreciate that more than me just reading the book, especially as the exercises, I can actually take you into the exercises and bring in all the healing and the energy work and actually make it into a transformative healing audio. 
Oh, I love that. I did that with how to be well. So if people are struggling with how to be well, they can get the online, online how to be well program, which part two is in the works. And then I thought, well, why not do that for heal your inner wounds? So I'm doing, I've already done the inner child, which is the first chapter. So later on in the year, I'm going to be doing Heal Your Inner Teenager. Then each chapter is going to be an online intensive, which I have said specifically, come in, take part. You get to have me lead you through it. But then it's going to be available as a legacy download for anybody who's getting stuck. Let's say you're getting stuck on the chapter of of your young adult just to have the course there. So to go into the ins and outs of what is it that it, that's in you that's stuck and no, that's not your, your adult, that's your inner child and bring the inner child in because we can get all confused as to which aspects are, are suffering from which wounds. You're so and right. To just, to just be able to talk somebody through it as opposed to just read it out. I think you could hire an actor to read it out. You know, I, I have this theory because I run this business myself. I do all the things that only I can do. And right. it's just something that anyone can do let someone else do it you know? right well and what i love that uh you're sharing here is like you're becoming really available to be in the present moment and i believe uh, a vessel for that something greater to um speak through work with and inspire and sometimes you don't know until you're in the moment what needs to be said oh, so no. i think that no. i think that's a wonderful wonderful idea and suggestion and and i would recommend that to a lot of my clients like just just listen to Abby, follow her follow her prompts. Well, you know what? What you know? I've got my training, and I'm fully accredited as a psychotherapist in Ireland. And you know, I practice, and people who are learning psychotherapy come to me. But what I've discovered is that people who are practicing psychotherapists who've been doing psychotherapy for years and years come to me because they feel that they did their psychotherapy during their training just to tick the box to say yes. they did their training, yes. but they didn't actually do any healing. Yes. Yes. And so to actually, if you, so, so I have very specialized clients, you know, people who actually want to do the work come. And if people feel they're not ready yet, that's fine. So you could go to somebody else and, and do the getting ready part or come to one of my programs and do the getting ready part. Because really and truly, when you take a step back from everything, it could take you 300 years to get ready you know, to step into that happiest life that you've got. And you could be looking at your neighbor across the road with the car and the holidays and the, the new windows and, you know, all the things that they have and be jealous of them. But they could have done all of their work in another lifetime. You don't know that. So if you take I, that attitude, yes, yeah, that a child in the room could have an older soul than you and an older person, an elder in the room might be, you know, have a younger soul than you. And I was actually speaking to somebody on Facebook today who said spiritual activism is going out and reading books and learning about spirituality. And I said to them, I actually feel personally that's that is called discovery stage of spirituality. It's not actually being active and you could be in discovery for 100 years. So yep. go on, keep going, you know. Yes, yes. It's, it's true. And you're right. There's young souls. There's old souls. When I learned about this, it made things make more sense because things aren't a level playing field as far as what's going on on planet Earth. But if we can get a higher perspective, it's all perfect. It all makes perfect sense. And I was talking to my producer, Remy, before you got on the line. And this is such an important thing that you address in your book. When you're your authentic self, when you're your healed self or your um, empowered self, there is no more jealousy. There is no more envy or coveting because you're standing in your own alignment. You're holding your own light and you really understand that there is no 
out there, there's no competition. It's just about being our best selves. And we start to enjoy that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's what I said earlier. It's about being, not about doing. And the relief, once you take the pressure off of yourself to do, 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 the relief is huge. I mean, I've been sick this year. (laughs) I wasn't able to do very much, only be with myself and and nurse myself through the illness. And it was... uh, in Ireland, we don't say things like radical acts of self-care because people look at you funny and go, what the heck are you talking about? But I'm telling <laughs> you, Tammy, this was a radical act of self-care was to be able to say my business will will, will carry on. I need to not work. And the amount of, of, of motion that, that it just did, it did it for itself. And my putting, you know, taking the pressure off myself to be there all the time, to do everything all the time, really helped me come into myself, bring myself into the center of my center, which, mm-hmm. you know, I love, I love the name of your show. It's fabulous. So being in the center of your center is, yes. is vital for what's going on in the world today. And that gave my body the space it needed to heal itself because you, happens. For, mm-hmm. you forget that your body just wants to heal, but it needs the space to do that. And when you're not healing because you're trying to do, 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 and you've got all this pressure on you, you think there's something wrong with your body, but it's actually your body is just overloaded. We want a break. I remember meditating. I used to get sick a lot. I meditate. What do you want me to do? B. What do you want me to do? B. What do you want me to do? B. I was like, what does that mean? But I'm living a life of being now and the doing happens spontaneously, naturally, easily and joyfully, which is a, a radically different way of being than when I was a doing person instead of a human being. <laughs> human doing. And you said the word relief. It is such a relief. But I don't think there's any shortcuts to get to this place. We need to be able to um, we need to have the courage to be willing to look at our our wounds. And you do a lot of the inner child work. I love that you went into the inner teenager. You go into relationships with mother, parents. And, and I think this is the stuff that clears out the backpack so that we can travel with more light and oh, I like that, uh, yeah. great light. Yeah, it's just, it's the only way I know to authentically heal. And I think as well, the biggest piece for me is recognizing, you know, because in in psychotherapy, oh, you have to integrate all these pieces of you. But for me, bringing the shamanism in, each of these pieces are in pain. There's a lot of pieces that we just push away or hide or, you know, Mm -hmm. stick in a wardrobe in the basement so we don't want to know about this because it's saying something that will destroy my whole life. You know, the truth can burn everything in your life that you've created. And so it's about feeling strong enough to invite all of the aspects of you in, even the ones that are aching, even the ones that you're afraid of. Even the ones that we might not like. You talk about Oh, definitely. That's the darkness chapter, which I was calling shadow. And I realized at the time that, you know, shadow is something we're not aware of. You could be the best concert violinist if you ever picked up a violin. But if you never did, you wouldn't know. And that's actually a shadow aspect because you just don't know about it. Whereas your darkness could be a nasty streak, could be a sense of sabotage where you're angry at yourself all the time and you're aware of it and it's dark. And so bringing it into the light means we can heal it. And deciding that you accept yourself as you are means you can mind yourself in those things. So even though you say when you're your best healed self, you'll never feel jealousy, I I, I would beg to differ. You might feel it for a moment, but then you could catch it. And then you say, what's this about? Why am I not meeting my own needs? You know, what is it about me that's not being met? And when I was sick this year, 
how I identified myself changed because I had bad days and I had good days. I realized, okay, I have to allow myself had bad days, you know? And so to be able to be with myself on the bad days, again, that radical act of self-care means that I changed how I saw myself, but the possibility that I'm going to have some bad days and I still have bad hours. I mean, it's take you, I'm still not completely 100%. I'd say I'm 98% better, but this this is a process of growth and we don't go through these things unless there's gifts in it. So looking at the gifts and being with yourself. So there is a gift to a flash of jealousy. There's a gift in the anger that you release, but being your best heel self means that you do not hold on to it you do not let it fester you do not ignore it you do not let it build up and you sit with yourself and you ask yourself what can I do for me to help Mm -hmm. clear this Mm -hmm. to help heal this what is beneath this what is you know why am I angry at that thing that happened over there really what is it going on here with me and Mm -hmm. you know and pull it back and see it and then you resolve it and then it's cleared so let's say you have a fight with someone on the phone you're not when you weren't healed, you might still be grumbly and angry about that three months later. But when you are yes. healed, you've totally forgotten about it less than a week later. Yeah, it's cleared. My teachers would say, and this is what I hear you saying, basically, um, our job is really to learn to love ourselves no matter what, to love ourselves unconditionally. And when I would be in discomfort, I would beat myself up, whether it was that I was sick or jealous or angry, I would start to like self-flagellate and it would just um, it would just get worse. And now I ask myself, what can I do to be gentle with myself? How can I be kind to myself? What can I do that would be self-loving right now? And yeah. you know, that, it's really funny. The love in Ireland. That, the better I feel. <laughs> Self-love in Ireland means something different. I said this to somebody on a radio show before and she didn't understand me. So once we finished recording, I had to explain it. So I'm not going to explain it now. <laughs> Self-love in Ireland people, again, they would look at you, you know, say, take it home and we don't want to know about this. And for me as well, love is a word that has so much baggage that when you say it's about loving yourself, there are people who would say, well, there's no way in hell I'd ever be able to do that. So what what I did through my, my shamanic awakening was called dismemberment, where you take something apart until you're down to the true essence of what ah. it is. And so when I say love, I mean, pure love with no baggage, no emotional. And that's the unraveling and the unwrapping of the layers that I'm getting people to do through my books. So when people are like, no, I'm never going to be able to love myself, then I just shifted into being at peace with yourself, flaws and all. Mm -hmm. Just being able to sit with yourself and not hate doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and bring it down to the level at which you're at, because, you know, Louise Hay did some remarkable work. But, you know, there are people who cannot look at themselves in the mirror, let alone look at themselves in the mirror and say, I love you. I mean, they're, and once you, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but if you're talking about the path of authenticity and you're trying to convince yourself that you have to do this because someone said it was the right thing to do. And you're looking at yourself and you're saying, I love you to yourself. And part of you laughing at you and saying, what a lot of crap. That's not going to keep you. Well, it can be a big bite. That's for sure. I remember when I hated myself and a friend of mine said to me, the biggest thing is, you know, your problem is that you don't love yourself enough. And that resonated as true. And I really got that I quote unquote needed to love myself, but I had no, it was like, that makes no sense to me. I'd rather do anything in the world, but that it's like, I'll do anything, but that. 
And uh, it was a slow process. It's like, um, you know, the onions. And I do believe when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And that can take a lot of different forms or fashions. And perhaps you're speaking right now and somebody's going, Abby's really resonating for me. And and you're going to be their teacher in some way, you know, by picking up your book or getting online and looking at you. And, and it can look a lot of different ways. But I hear what you're saying. And I agree. And I remember being in that space. And it is really about getting that place of just peace and relief. And to me, there's um, a quiet joy to it that's sometimes exuberant, but other times just very chill and, and natural. And, and it's like, it's home. It's like coming home to yourself. Do you know what I'd like to just add into that is that what I found is, let's say I'm working with people who have been doing a lot of work for a lot of years and they still can't be at peace with themselves. This is when energy healing is vital clearing away old contracts, ancestral ties, cords that have been made through relationships, that layer of energetic communion with relationships with the world, just to clear that and clean that is so important because then it's like, oh yeah, now I recognize myself, now I feel at peace because you're not being pulled by someone who might even live across the other side of the world. You're not beholden to, um, let's say in a past life, you might've made vows of slavery or mm-hmm. of obedience and, and yet they don't fit you anymore and you've worked through that, but they're still weighing heavily on you to release those things, to actually go through every layer and every dimension of your entire being and clear and work with that. And I've tried to weave some of that into my books. So they're not psychology, they're shamanic psychotherapy, because we're going into the energy layers as well. And repetition, repetition, repetition of, let's say something like cutting cords, where you cut cords, biggest relationship of your life with your mother or your father, and then your inner child who's still wounded while you're sleeping, weaves those cords back into them. And then you have to do it again and do it again. Then the inner child in you needs to learn to trust that you don't need to be connected energetically like that. And that's mm-hmm. what takes the time. So when you say earlier about how it takes such a long time to go through these layers, I think as long as it seems to take in this lifetime, you only get as far as you get because you've done it before in other lifetimes. I think that that's true. And and I've come to the conclusion that we incarnate for a lot of reasons, but one of the most important reasons is to clear our karma. And when life was so hard for me and I was like, well, I'm struggling so much. God's like, what was your intention to clear your karma? That's a big request. And I think I had a big plateful. But what I see in your book, it is such a guide for people if they're ready to say yes, if they want to clear their karma, if they want to get free, if they want to come home to their heart and align with their soul. This is such a powerful resource. And I've done a lot of work with this and read it more after our interviews. And that's saying a lot. (laughs) But I even say to people, see it as planting seeds. If you are not the fertile soil, that's ready to grow the flower of your enlightenment for to put it in a way. But you, you know, you're ready to maybe look at your soil and see, do you need nourishment? Do you need to spend time watering it or weeding it or whatever, just to even give yourself the opportunity to see, well, what might be involved if I wanted to heal my inner wounds? And just by reading it, I think even some people find just by holding it, that the energy starts to work on them. And I always take the step back. What's in the way of you opening the book? What's in the way of you reading the words? What's in the way of you doing the exercises? And the energy works on the things that are in the way. So over time, you get closer and closer. So somebody might buy the book now and not read it for five years. 
but they've been healing in the meantime because they set their intention and they set, let's say, their inner GPS system. I want to read this book at some point. <laughs> and so let's yes. clear what's in the way. Yes. And uh, the journey to get there is also just as important as, as, as it would be for someone who's, who's ready and opens it straight away. Right. And like I say, uh, with people to read my book, and I think it would be true with yours, you know, maybe you just skim it the first time, maybe you go deeper the second time, maybe you do it a third, fourth time. And you even say you can read this book for 10 years and still get value. And absolutely. I absolutely know that's true, because there's just so much there. <laughs> yeah, so much good stuff. All right. I can't believe it. We're almost out of time. We have a couple minutes, Abby. Could you please do a shout out so people can find you on your website? Where can they get your book? Are you on social media? I'm everywhere. You can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Abby's Energy Healing page is on Facebook and Abby NRG Healing is my handle for Twitter and Instagram. But I'm abby-win.com is my website. I think you could Google me, Abby Win Shamanic Psychotherapy, and there'd you probably can. be a whole mm -hmm. page or three about me there. So it's yeah, not too I, hard I to found find you. me now. You're, you're <laughs> everywhere. You're right. You're everywhere. You're like an earth angel at this point. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> bringing I'm such so light into the too. world. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. So much fun. And I'm so grateful you said yes to a second show with us here next week on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. And to my friends that have been hanging out with, I'm so incredibly grateful that you're part of the party. You uh, make this a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun having these conversations, but that we get to include you and have you be part of it. It makes it even more joyful. So I'd love to hear from you. Be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TammyBPhD. Um, so yeah, let's continue to dance and uh, ascend and become the bright lights we're destined to be. So take good, gentle care of yourself. Pick up this book, Heal Your Inner Wounds, and enjoy the journey. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>